Next on MLR Weekly, captain comeback of the no-name New England Free Jacks, Josh Larson. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News and Rugby Mornings, John Fitzpatrick. Rugby Wrap-Ups MLR Weekly brought to you by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig & Whistle, New York City. The world's best rugby pub. And Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Presented by Rugby Wrap-Up, Matt McCarthy in New York City. Thank you for joining us again. We have a great show for your consideration. We have Brian Ray of America's Rugby News. We have the captain of the New England Free Jacks, Josh Larson. And before we get to any of that, we have our recurring segment, Rugby Mornings Coffee Break with John Fitzpatrick, who's down in the nation's capital. John, how are you? Welcome back. What do you got? Hey, Matt, it looks like a beautiful day there in sunny New York City. You want to talk some MLR preseason action? You betcha. Let's do it. So there were two matches over the weekend that we knew about it, but then two kind of popped up on us. Let's talk about all of them. First of all, the San Diego Legion, they tied the Chicago Hounds 21-21. Interesting scoreline there. The Seattle Seawolves, they beat up on the Pacific Pride, dumped a bunch of tries on them. Duncan Matthews uh, scored a hat trick. So those are the two that we knew about. The other two that kind of popped up on us were the Dallas Jackals versus Nola Gold. The best part about it is we don't know the scoreline. We don't know what happened. There's no information on the result of that match. I'm not joking. RFCLA, they beat the Utah Warriors 34-7. to Matt, do you take any meeting out of any of these preseason games? Does the scoreline matter? Yeah, and uh, the Rattlers are a good team. I mean, they, they're now not the Rattlers, but two years ago, they were a good team. They had an off year last year amidst a bunch of t- turmoil. Going in their history, they're a solid club, and they've been a good solid club, and they got some of those players that they've retained that are good core players. I'm not surprised, and I think teams are taking the, the – uh, they don't want to lose preseason games, certainly, and players are playing for positions. They're playing for jobs, and coaches are playing for their jobs. So, yeah, I, I, I take it seriously. Next. But Matt, before we move on, though, of course, with preseason games, there's a risk, right? And we all understand this, that injuries could happen. Unfortunately, the Seattle Seawolves will be without tight head prop Mason Peterson. He suffered a season-ending injury, and man, unfortunately, they're going to not have Peterson for the 2024 MLR season. That's just awful. You hate to see that. You like to see players get some reps under their belt in these games and get, you know, physical. And it is a physical game. And unfortunately, injuries are a big part of this game. We've all been injured. You know, we all know what it's like. Um, But, you know, it's part of the the job description. An unfortunate, unfortunate loss for, for a good player and a good team. Next. Well, Matt, let's jump on down to South America, where the American Raptors kicked off the Super Rugby America season. Fortunately, not a good start for them. They dropped to Dogo's 56-8. But I do want to bring up here, former San Diego Legion wing Tomas Maroney scored a try. And then American fly half Patrick Madden, he added a penalty. So getting some points on the board there. But uh, not a great start for the Raptors, but we'll see. Those, those doggos, uh, there's a lot of fight in that dog. All righty, Johnny, do you have anything else? Yeah, actually, Matt, there is one more thing. Um, just condolences to you, Matt. I know, you know how badly you wanted the job, but unfortunately just did not 
get it. You mean of third course. base for the New York Mets? That's right. But uh, of course, I'm talking about USA Rugby appointing a new CEO, former MLR Deputy Commissioner Bill Gordon, who starts on March 18th. He takes he takes over for Ross Young, who's been in the position since 2018. Matt, I know that hurts that uh, you just weren't in the running for it. But let's say that you did get the job on day one. What would be the first thing you would have done? Let me just say that the sting is there. It lingers. Uh, I didn't realize that you had to actually apply. I thought they would just come and offer me the job. Um, but it's in good hands, and it also has more synergy between the MLR and USA Rugby uh, unbeknownst to now synergy that we are seeing this is historic synergy this is every superlative you can come up with for synergy between the governing body of the amateur rugby in america and the professional league i love it i love it it can't get any worse people embrace it it's going to be a good thing the first thing i would do as ceo of usa rugby is i would move it the offices to new york city a because i live here and B, uh, because you can have fundraisers galore if you're in a big city like this. Not out there, you can't. Not out there, you can't. You could drop a dime on a, on a Saturday and say, hey, we're having a whole bunch of people over at the blah, 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 just to raise some money for USA Rugby. And you get them all coming. And they're all on expense accounts. Hello. And I could ride off a brand new apartment overlooking Central Park with a batting cage. Next. Matt, the last thing I want to bring up here, actually, is that uh, Vancouver Sevens happens this weekend, and if one is lucky to attend it, they're going to see French star Antoine Dupont. He's going to take the field for the first time for France, and of course, the following weekend, they're going to be in Los Angeles, but more on that next week, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know why this is such a shock to people that the guy made the team. He's the best... voted the best player in the world in 15s amongst a, 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 a plethora of best players in the world in rugby in 15s. The guy can run, and he's a scrum half. So guess what? He can play scrum half in sevens. It's remarkable. And there are less people that can tackle him. I'm still emotional about not getting selected as the new CEO of USA Rugby. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I just hope Bill Gorin doesn't change the color scheme of USA Rugby from red, white, and blue to orange and black for his Houston Astros. If he does that, I'm going to have a real hard time. Anything else, John? Taylor Swift's management called me, and they want to know, you know, for the who to who to address the royalty check from last week's episode. But should they send it to you? Oh, I thought they wanted us to go on tour with them. They should, because we would be two great front people for Taylor, right? Doing the whole thing. T-shirts, she wears sneakers. Your captain, I'm in the bleachers. Yeah, I just noticed something. You've got blue eyes. I got blue eyes. You've got a gray shirt on. I got a gray shirt on. You've got, I've got hair. This is perfect. All right. On that note, I want to thank John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning calling in from DC. Thank you again, John. We'll be right back with Josh Larson, captain of the champion New England Free Jacks. After this. Digs like a demented mole there. Need a great price on a new vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. Easy Price shows you our lowest prices on the Mid-Atlantic's largest selection. Find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships. It's easy at Sheehy. Sheehy.com. 
You need your cleats. You need them tomorrow. If you order today by 3 p.m. New York time or noon L.A. time, they can have them to you tomorrow. Young, old, male, female, if you're playing on turf, if you're playing on grass, if you're playing in the rain, you're playing in the heat, they've got you covered. RugbyNow.com. Go there now. And we're back with the captain of the New England Free Jacks, Mr. Josh Larson. Josh, welcome back to MLR Weekly. Matt, thanks for having me. Pumped to be back on the show. Well, you're looking good. You're looking fit. And for the 8,000th time in the last uh, year, how's the shoulder? Shoulder is good. Uh, it's uh, it's good. It's been a bit of a, yeah, a lengthy time out, but I've had uh, ample of time to get it ready and get my return to play sorted. So all cleared, ready to go, and, uh, yeah, excited. Really excited. All Good right, change. so tell me about the team. What's what's the most exciting thing about 2024 if you're a New England Free Jacks fan that you can look you can look forward to? It's it's really good. We got like a lot of returning players, uh, most of ever had, which is crucial, especially after winning the championship, staff included. I mean, we've only lost Mike Rogers, so cohesion, that stuff. It's exciting. It's been really coming into preseason. Um, guys that are new, the new guys do got to get up to speed ASAP, and then we're just trying to evolve from here, mate. So I think the big thing after winning that championship, what we're excited is, is just evolving, you know, not changing too much, but just evolving a bit more, getting a good product out there for the fans and stuff, and uh, pack the fort come uh, is it March, March 9th or something? Yeah, so you got some new additions, you got the Chilean captain, right? Martin Sagreen, how's his English? Very good. Very How's sharp. your Spanish? Very poor. Very poor. But what I do is, I, you know, in the gym playlist, I'll throw in a few Spanish uh, Spotify, get the Spanish songs going, and it's, uh, we all just vibe to that. So that's about as much Spanish as I give them, to be honest. All right. So what are your expectations for you as a player this year? I think my expectations is probably for myself not to get too far ahead of myself. I've been out of the game now for nine, 10 months. doesn't sound like a lot, but feels like an eternity for me. So it's just getting some uh, confidence, uh, getting back into my work. Um, I guess I've always sort of pride myself on, you know, just getting out there, doing the, doing a lot of the dirty work you can say and stuff and just, and uh, being consistent, I guess. So I think just getting those minutes under my belt back under me and I take that off and then, you know, other things will follow. Um, but I, yeah, I really feel it's just been that's been the whole preseason is just is built into it, you know, not not get too frustrated, be a bit rusty around some areas, and then uh, yeah, after that we'll rip in. So now I'm feeling good. How physical do you guys get at training? Uh, lately, pretty you know, the first few weeks of building into it. Lately, we've done quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of smashed. Uh, so it's been really good. You know, it's a lot of the close contact stuff. Um, been really important for us. It's a big part of our game. So. Um, Scotty loves it. We've got to add a couple more South Africans, big John Roy Jenkinson in there, so he loves it too. So it's it's good for the squad. You know, you talked about the long layoff. I don't know if you caught any of the URC action this weekend. You had the Ospreys upsetting, or not, some people in, in Wales wouldn't say it was an upset. I'll say they, it was an upset. They they knocked off Ulster on a drop goal at the end to win it. Uh, but you had the return of Alex Cuthbert, you know, the Welsh star. Yeah. It was 53 weeks his last appearance was in the Six Nations last year. He came off the bench, number 22, right into it. He's blow, as, as playing on the wing, he blows out a ruck, right? And yeah. it just set the tone for his teammates and him, you know, I'm back, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. What do you think, your, what do you think your moment's going to be? Uh, 
uh, hailing a line out or getting you know, the rock, I, getting I, I the breakdown? I see the anthem kicking off, putting a nice scorching high kick, and I've got to get under and take it. Nice. That would be the first uh, first test. Once I get my hands on that, I'll, I'll feel back into it. But I can and imagine so, that coming for me early. Yeah. Was this the first time that you were injured for a long period of time? And, and how did you deal with it mentally? It was a big learning curve for me, actually, because like during the season, I was fully, you know, fully immersed. We're mid, like we're only three games in, but you know, team, there's a real big confidence in the team. You know, I just put my head down and I took some rollovers, some defensive line out, worked with that. So, and you're in every day, you know, you're nine to five guys are around, you're amongst social groups and stuff like that. So, you know, you're immersed in the team. But I think the biggest transition for me, Matt, was after the season, you know, you've got, we had a bunch of NPC guys and they've shot off in two, three days. Yeah. You got a couple of local guys, maybe a couple of guys playing Mystic. We've had more than ever, which is awesome. Even some other, you know, like Cam and Davidovich and, and Zach Basher and that went over to New Zealand. So like a lot of guys, cool guys that might've stayed around a bit are gone. So there's about three or four of us. And then they, they trickled out and, you know, I was just in there and I think that was the time coming in, you know, there's no morning meeting, there's no schedule you know, and I'm kind of my mornings all based around seeing the physio, you know, seeing Mike doing doing my thing. And I think that was just kind of those days got kind of long because that was, a, you know, sure. the first, first month of your rehab, you know, you're very limited, but it's yeah. that two, three months, you really started to get into some, get into some work. So I think that was kind of the toughest part, you know, not many mates to do it with or be around. So that was a learning. And I think, you know, at times I was probably a little bit, a little bit of a pain, you know, just coming back home and, you know, not doing too much, don't, don't know i was really limited you know what i mean like so i think that was the hardest thing but you know then sure enough season rolled around pretty quickly you know and i was i was in a unique boat as well so i was i was hoping oh this would be a good opportunity maybe to get out get away from it do some travel go back home but uh, i was in the green card process so i couldn't leave the oh. country either. so <laughs> i was waiting for that mate and then i was you know coming in doing these you know you know doing these morning uh routines and stuff you know with the physio and stuff that'd be half my day but then in the afternoon i'd be on the couch and you know you start overthinking a bit so i think that was really watching good mlr weekly and the rugby odds yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and watching uh yeah watching episodes from a few years back and uh <laughs> getting caught up yeah no mate so that was that was really good for me though because i think i learned a lot because i think this yeah i mean i can imagine you know, guys when they finish their playing career and everyone goes oh so good, you know, you, you you're in, you're immersed in this culture, and then all of a sudden it's gone. On, you know, like, and you know, if you're just working a nine to five, and there's nothing like being in an environment like being hands on there. So, um, no, nah, mate, it was good. Supportive wife, and uh, you know, got got to see some friends around the states, and and did that. Did a road trip down to Texas and watched some college football game. Well, I want to switch gears while we're tearing up. I want to switch tears, uh, switch gears to the league, and I I want you to take the free jacks out of the equation. And I want you to tell me who the best team in the league is. Chicago's looking really good. Chicago's looking really good. I mean, again, I haven't seen them a lot. Um, is it deja vu that we said this last year like on paper? But, I mean, now they've yeah, got the season under their belt and they've gotten some some key actors. Well, just the local talent they've got, mate. It's it's, it's awesome. It's an awesome competition for in the, in the East and that. You know, they're going to be real heavyweights around there. I mean, they've just got local talents at a premium now. You know, you don't get them as much trading spots and... You know, foreigners are good, but you know, if you only got ten spots, um, you know, your foreigners, uh, your locals become you know, a real pinnacle of your team and stuff. And it's good for American rugby and Canadian rugby and stuff. And good to see some of those Arab boys go down there. But yeah, I think they'll be really good. I obviously think San Diego out west. Um, I, I was surprised to see the Utah LA score. You know, it's always preseason stuff. I, I really think Utah could be a tough place to play, man. So 
they'll, they'll be right up there. And yeah, I think overall the leagues, I mean, you know, you don't know what Miami is going to bring too. So um, yeah, it's, 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 I, I truly think it's going to be the strongest, strongest caliber of teams across the board, which is awesome. Is anything but the shield satisfactory for the free jacks this year? It's, I mean, that, that's obviously the end goal, isn't it? But I, I think it's really important what we did uh, last year really, uh, well as you know, we, we really need to, I think first and foremost is defend our fort, a home place. It's become a hard place to play. Our fans get right into it. You know, there's more of them than ever. Probably adding, I think they're adding- Great, great atmosphere. And it pains me as a New Yorker to say that. It is a yeah, great this year, you know, upgrading that. You know, I know Mags and the team are going to another level with the festival stuff. So that that home thing's got to be us, man. That's we nailed that. We're in a really good place. Um, yeah, some tough away trips. We're going to LA and San Diego. I think those are real good opportunities though to get together as a team. And you know, you, you always, you know, there's always some, you know, maybe, maybe some flight issues or whatever it is. I mean, we're getting pretty well looked after, but um, with Delta and that. But I mean, honestly, like those those always challenging trips and stuff. But I think we yeah. nailed our stuff. Uh, and then those away are really good opportunities. But yeah, you know, once you're there at the end of the season, you want to be playing your best footy. So maybe you'd ask, you know, ask me after ten rounds, twelve rounds and stuff, then we can start thinking about those. Well, you are you are a long lad and squeezing into those airplane seats and traveling for long distances is not exactly uh, helpful yeah, it's for you. A fight, it's a fight for the aisle and the window and the exit row when they become available. The thing is John Pollan's always sitting on the exit row in the uh, on the aisle. So I'm just like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> He's savvy. He's a scrum hat. He's savvy. He's one, you know, shifty. He knows. He knows how to get in there. I'm kind of throwing on the bus. He's, he's he'd he'd give that up. All right. Before I let you go, who's your favorite Boston Bruin? Boston Bruin, uh, Brad Marchand, I think. I don't know. He's just like Halifax, good. Um, man, he always just he's gritty, man. I watch I'm watching it a bit. You know, guys like Eagle and Cam are right into it, and. I've, uh, you know, I've got the Nesson rolling here and I'll throw it on. Um, man, he's always just like head in the spokes there. He's, oh, he's like one of those players. players, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah. All right. On that note, I want to thank you, sir, for coming on. Thanks, Matt. No, I appreciate it. Always good to have a chat. Josh Larson, captain of the New England Free Jacks. Great to have him back in action. We'll be right back with Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, who is a New England Free Jacks fan. I wouldn't like to be at the bottom of that. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle, on West 36th Street. This is the Rugby Odds, where an unlikely pundit panel of a wordsmith, a WWE legend, a rugby star, and a supermodel scour the globe, seeking best bets and bad behavior. Are you not entertained? friend mr brian ray of america's rugby news brian can you explain where you are and what kind of shenanigans is taking place just uh hanging out here in beautiful utah zions bank stadium with the 
Victorious RFC Los Angeles behind me, celebrating their victory in their first ever game. And we got a couple of weirdos hanging up here in the corner. I recognize the one over your left shoulder. That's none other than New England Free Jacks mascot slash Alex Magleby Woodgie. But over your right shoulder, I don't yet recognize that character. Who is that? And what are they doing in this photo? This is a brand new uh, heavyweight contender in the America's uh, mascot series. His name is Cobrasaurus, unveiled by Cobras. Those are the, uh, the Brazilian entry in Super Rugby Americas. So uh, they were uh, successful. They uh, they upset the defending champion Spaniarol in the, uh, the this opening weekend of Super Rugby Americas. So I thought it was appropriate that Mr. Soros here uh, made an appearance. All right, a couple of things. First of all, congratulations to the Cobras because it was an historic win for them. A reptile, a cobra is already a reptile. So why couldn't it just be Cobras? Why did they have to say Cobrasaurus? That sounds way cooler. A hybrid animal is this? A hybrid reptile of sorts? Is that what this is? Is this like uh, something gone awry in Jurassic Park? You'll have to take that up with uh, with Gift on uh, on another segment. He's our Brazilian specialist around Gifte here. Gift uh, the Brazilian rugby correspondent who moonlights for TRO, the rugby odds. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's in, he's in Bangkok playing rugby right now, so he can't weigh in. And he's he's from Nigeria. His parents live in New Jersey. He lives he lived in Louisiana. Now he lives in Brazil, and he goes to play. He plays his rugby in in Bangkok. You do it, man. Are you sure that's not him wearing that outfit? You know what? I am not 100% sure. I cannot confirm or deny uh, whether that is Cobrasaurus or Cobrasaurus. I'm, I'm, I'm done with that, but I, I like it. You know, it's good for the kids. It's good to grow the game. Mascots are a good thing. Nicknames are a good thing if it's a good nickname. So, Brian, if you took the top three teams out of Super Rugby Americas, and added them to the MLR. Which teams would they be better than in the MLR? I I would put them in mid-table. I don't think there's a team this year. I think we've seen a lot of their best players actually leave for MLR or Europe after the, once the World Cup was over. They don't have a you know this great project to work on. So uh, yeah, I don't think they're as strong as they were a year ago. So I would probably put the best teams in SRA mid-table and MLR. You want to talk a little MLR preseason? Yeah, four games. What about uh, Bill Gorin becoming the CEO of USA Rugby? <laughs> All right, we'll start with Bill. Uh, what to make of this? To be honest, I don't know. <laughs> because, you know, Bill Gordon was the deputy commissioner for Major League Rugby, but, you know, that, that that's all I, about all I know of, of what Bill was doing with, with MLR. To be honest, I saw him on the sidelines at a couple games. You know, I don't know what the deputy commissioner for MLR does on a day-to-day -day basis. So it's really hard for me to say whether he's going to be a good fit with USA Rugby or not. I mean, clearly he's got a commercial background. I think it's interesting that uh, USA Rugby has gone, you know, in kind of a similar direction to Rugby Canada where Nathan Bombry is coming in, another guy who had a commercial background. So obviously the uh, priority as far as hiring for CEOs for those two organizations was to get somebody to, to focus on that uh, aspect of it. You know, I have a different idea of what a CEO should be for those uh, sporting organizations, but uh yeah, so, uh, but I, I well, think Well, give us 30 seconds on what you think is the different, what, what do you think? Well, I, I think if you look at Nathan Bombries, who has been in, you know, for over a year now, and his visibility has been next to zero, uh, you know, my kind of idea- it's freezing outside. He's not going out of the office. <laughs> it's okay. Canada. But, you know, I, I just feel like a CEO is kind of like, you know, everybody thinks that a CEO is kind of the the head, of the, the, the the kind of the- 
you know, the figurehead of the organization almost at the same time as running it is, is someone who's more visible anyways, who should be out doing media and, you know, you're the CEO, you're the, the big cheese, so to speak. So I just think that they should have more visibility public wise. You know, I just, uh, I, I just think that someone who's, who's leading the whole organization as opposed to someone who's just running the business aspect uh, is a better fit for me as CEO of a sporting organization like that. Like, uh, you know, someone who's excellent at, at doing the marketing and all that stuff, run the marketing division, do all the financial stuff. Great. But I just think that uh, the CEO for a, for an organization like that should be a little bit different, but I'm not running the show. So, you know, and, and again, I don't know the specifics of what Bill's role was with MLR. So it's really hard to say, but it is interesting to see another connection MLR with USA Rugby, right? We, we're starting to see this all of a sudden where it seemed like they were uh, kind of at odds for a bit. So I think that's kind of the most interesting aspect of this appointment. Let's talk some MLR preseason now. What caught your fancy? Four games uh, and then kind of an early in the week warm up between Chicago and LA, which seemed to help because, you know, Chicago did pretty well against, I think, a lot of people's favorites for the title this season. San Diego and Chicago dead even. And from the pictures, it looks like a lot of the big guns were in that one. Nanu was playing. Gitto is sporting their Chuck Liddell uh, haircut. That was uh, that's interesting to see. And uh, yeah, so that that's interesting. Billy Meeks was out playing for Chicago. So um yeah, interesting result there. I think that adds credibility to the idea that Chicago's going to be a very, very good team. Everybody kind of knows that. Uh, and then you look over at, you know, Seattle was playing against Pacific Pride. We knew that was going to be a blowout. We smoked you. Against, we smoked you, pal. Uh, we smoked against, you. Uh, against the amateurs. And, you know, we'll see another result like that. We got then a couple games on Saturday, which kind of perturbingly were not even really announced until like minutes before yeah. they happened. I don't really understand why we don't want people to know, even if they can't go to the, like, I, I, I appreciate JT Anya, the uh, former Houston Sabercats president, giving a little insight as to why maybe, you know, there weren't, you know, fans show, you know, being allowed at the game, whatever, for the fees, whatever. But if even if fans can't come, at least tell us that something is going on. With Nolan, Dallas, we didn't even get a result. So at least credit to, you know, Los Angeles, who went out of their way, uh, you know, really providing excellent social media coverage. They gave us a score. Obviously, they wanted to give us a score because it was a very good one in their favor over Utah. Um, but, you know, just uh, a, a bit lacking, I think, in, in our uh, preseason kind of build up uh, from, from some of these teams on social media. Like, let's use the tools that we have and try and uh, build up some, some momentum heading towards this regular season. So, Brian, there was absolutely no, uh, we have no inkling of who won that match between Nola and Dallas yet? Is it, is well, it like I, I hear that Dallas actually won. So you think that if you're Dallas, you probably want to advertise that seeing as they didn't win a lot last year, even though it's just the preseason. Is there well, any truth to the rumor? No idea what the score was. Is there any truth to the rumor that phones were confiscated and all media was uh, not allowed to be in attendance because Taylor Swift was there? <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that. So, so we don't, we can't deny that. We can't deny that. So it could be true. See what I'm doing here? Yeah. If you say it enough times, it'll become fact, right? Taylor Swift at the NOLA Jackals preseason match demanding no coverage. Boom. Makes perfect sense. I, I'm not saying that's exactly that's what happened. I'm saying that could uh, could, could have happened. I mean, people may have told me that. Uh, last thoughts, Brian. 
hey, bring on another week of Major League Rugby preseason. Hopefully we can get a few uh, teams actually tweeting about those games. Actually, I hear a rumor that uh, a couple of those games might actually be streamed. We might actually get to watch Good one stuff. or two of those. So uh, fingers crossed. Good stuff. All right. On that note, I want to thank Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News. I want to thank John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning. I want to thank Josh Larson, the captain of the New England Free Jacks. Easy for me to say. And thank you for tuning in. Please check out the critically acclaimed The Rugby Odds with WWE Hall of Famer John Bradshaw Layfield. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. Tell your friends about us. And please join our American Red Cross blood donor team.